Hey everyone, it's uh, Dave Barnett. I got a question this week from a guy who owns a real estate office and he's considering turning it into a business brokerage and want to get some he wanted to get some feedback and ideas from me about how you would convert a real estate business into a business brokerage business. Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the podcast, blog site, SoundCloud and iTunes podcast where I talk about, and YouTube video channel of course, where I talk about buying, selling, financing and managing small and medium sized businesses. And as you know, if you follow my stuff, I was in Jamaica last week and you know, it's funny how the universe works. I actually got a clarity call the day after I came back to the office uh, from a woman in Jamaica who was working on her business, needed some help with some projections, but I thought that was kind of interesting. If, if you ever want to talk with me about one of your projects, you can just go to clarity.fm slash David Barnett and arrange a call with me, and it's, it's a really cool by-the-minute consulting telephone-based platform. Um, so I got an email from a guy who's a real estate broker, and he's in a, in a large city, and he said that he's always experienced people coming to him looking for help to sell a business, and he's always told them, no, I don't do that. And now he's at the point in his career where he thinks he may want to get into business brokerage, and he was asking me where he should go for training. And uh, I always give the same answer to people who ask me because a lot of people who have the intention of becoming a business broker find my channel and they, they watch some of my videos. There's a great website called Business Brokerage Press dot com I believe and they've got some written material that you can buy and read and, and sort of get in right into it right away but I always recommend the CBI program from the International Business Brokers Association I went through that program it took me about two and a half years I had to spend three weeks going to live training at their annual conventions and it really is an in-depth training program and I compare it often to some of the training programs maybe that people have to go through to become licensed for insurance brokerage and or maybe mutual fund and investment sales, that kind of thing. So they look at all sorts of different aspects of businesses and then really create a solid foundation of knowledge. Now, after I replied to him, I then started to think a little bit more about his question and I created this, this list, which I'm going to follow with you. Um, I have another video on this channel about why you shouldn't hire a realtor to sell your business. And in that video, I highlight the differences between real estate and businesses. Things like real estate, you know, they have foundations, roofs, doors, windows, etc. Whereas businesses have inventory, employees, receivables, and payables. So businesses and real estate are really nothing alike. But in a lot of jurisdictions, it's the same license for both professions. And this is where the the sort of back and forth or the muddling between the two kind of comes from and there have always been pieces of real estate which also function as businesses so if you think about special care homes hotels motels mini storage businesses farms you know a, a farm is a great one because it's a big piece of land it's somebody's home and it's also a business all kind of wrapped up into one and of course Real estate agents are the ones who, who would sell that kind of thing. So real estate agents, you know, they, they market properties and they work in concert with some other different kinds of professionals. So, for example, um, an appraiser, right, who comes and appraises a home to determine its value for the bank. And the, the real estate agent is also going to work with a mortgage broker, for example, to go and arrange financing for the buyer. 
Now, on the business brokerage side, one of the reasons that I always gave when people asked, why do you charge such high commissions compared to a realtor, is that when when business owners would come to me as a business broker, I didn't send them to go get their business appraised. I was the one who had to appraise it. So I was doing the appraiser's job, and then I had to do the equivalent of the realtor's job, which is market the business and find a buyer. But then I also had to do the equivalent of the mortgage broker's job because I was usually the one who had to have all the banking relationships and I would bring the buyer to the banks. And of course, they wanted to see what? A business plan. So I was usually the one who ended up writing that too. So for every deal that I worked on, I did the evaluation, I did the marketing, and then I also had to arrange the financing for the buyers and do all the paperwork projections, business plan, et cetera, that they were going to need in order to get financing from the lending institution. Um, In real estate, traditionally what happens is buyers and sellers are kept apart. And the reason for this is that realtors have been trained that if buyers and sellers can talk to each other, there's an opportunity for them to figure out a way to buy or sell the house and screw the realtor out of the commission. In business brokerage, you have to build a relationship between the buyer and the seller because a business is so complex, you the buyer has to develop a level of trust with the seller and because almost every business transaction that ever happens involves some degree of vendor financing or, or seller financing, um, the seller has to trust the buyer. So you actually have to create a relationship between the two and not only that, in almost every deal I've ever worked on, there's a training and transition period which means the buyer and seller have to get along with each other and work together And the buyer has to know that the seller is going to do a good job training them. And the seller has to know that the buyer is going to be an effective manager of the business, especially if they're owed money, right? So in business brokerage, we get the buyer and seller together as soon as possible to make sure that they click and that they can develop a relationship. In real estate, they're kept apart. In fact, I've sold many apartment buildings and and houses over the years where I have had no contact at all with the buyer, or I've bought them and I've had no contact with the seller, which leads me to an interesting story. So my ex-wife and I split up almost five years ago, but she was still living in the house that we owned together. And we decided last fall that uh, she decided she wanted to move. And so we put the house on the market and the real estate agent had been trying to sell it, you know, over the course of the winter. And an open house was scheduled for a couple of weeks ago. And it was the Sunday of Lord Baden-Powell week because as you know I'm involved in scouting my kids are in in Cub Scouts and uh, I'm one of the leaders there so it was Baden-Powell Sunday which meant that the church which hosts our group invited us to come to the service because they had a special sermon about Lord Baden-Powell and and leadership and children and stuff like that so I end up going to the church service in my uniform and the realtor texts us to tell us that he's been suddenly stricken with the flu and he doesn't feel well and he's going to have to cancel the open house and of course uh my ex-wife and i are like no we want to sell the house so she took the kids out to visit her parents which are about half an hour away and i decided that i was going to go do the open house so i drove from the church straight to her house and and opened the door and was there to greet people of course i was still wearing my scout uniform Anyway, so so here I am in a scout uniform, and if you've ever gone to buy a house, you know, 
who do you think might represent one of the most honest and straightforward people that you could ever meet? But, you know, the Boy Scout, right? So here I am in a scout uniform. My realtor's not there. People are coming in. I'm giving them a tour of the house. This one couple comes in. They talk with me for 45 minutes. They check out the whole house. They talk to me about the school. The government has announced that they're going to tear down the school and build a replacement school. And it's going to be on the same site, likely. So there's exciting changes in the neighborhood. We live very close to a very large park. There's all kinds of recreational stuff around here. So I talk with them. The first half of the conversation is about the house, but then it's like another 20 minutes about the neighborhood and the lifestyle and why it's such a great place, especially with families. And guess who puts in an offer on the house, right? That's the couple. And so, you know, I question, does it really make sense for realtors to keep buyers and sellers apart? Well, you know, I think I sold the home. Anyway, back to my list. So um, we create relationships when we're in business brokerage. Um, real estate agents sell a thing. And so a thing can be poked, prodded, examined, measured, etc. And so when you buy a business or when you buy a house, one of the things that people often will do is they'll get a home inspection. And so a guy will come, he'll check the chimney, the pipes, the foundation, you know, all that kind of stuff. And because the home is fairly static, it doesn't really change much from day to day. Once you get that report in hand, if you're closing on the house in a couple of weeks, you're pretty certain of exactly what it is that you're buying. Um, when we buy a business, we're buying a cash flow. And because of all the things going on in a business, like the receivables, the payables, the employees, the customers, etc., things are always in flux, they're always changing. So it's a much more complex thing for the buyer to get his head around. And that's why the due diligence tends to be longer and the, the concerns of the buyer are, are, are much greater. The, in the real estate world, you know, it's up to the seller to decide this is what I want to sell my house for or this is what I want to ask. And the realtor will give input into that. Um, but ultimately, it's the seller who will decide. And the realtors usually will take the listing no matter what because even if they think the house is priced too much, they know that if somebody comes along and buys it, that they'll earn their commission. And most homes sell or they don't within a few months or in a few weeks if the market is hot. In business brokerage, it can take a long time even for a very successful business to find a buyer simply because every business is unique. And you might a broker might have many profitable, successful businesses for sale, but if they don't have the right particular buyer for that right business, it could still sit on the market for a long time. And so the broker actually has to have the conviction to say no to sellers quite often. So there were there were many times when I had business owners who would want to sell their business and I would tell them what I thought it would sell for and they would want double that amount. And in the beginning, I would still take the listings because I wanted to have listings in my book and I wanted to have things to offer people. But I realized very quickly that I was going to waste a year of my time talking to people about this business and it was never going to sell because the cash flow simply wasn't going to support it. And so good qualified business brokers have to be much more selective about the listings they take because of the time and effort and work that can go into having to do a deal. And so, and that leads me to my last point is that business brokers need to have some kind of background and general knowledge about business because here's what I've seen happen many times, especially to new business brokers, is they will list a business for sale that they don't fully understand, and they'll present it for sale, they'll put a bunch of work into it, and 
it turns out that it's not a good business. So earlier on this channel, way back, for example, there's a video called Double Counting Income Trap where I talk about how the when somebody normalizes an income statement, if they there's dividends as well as pay for the owner that in certain circumstances you can end up double counting the owner's salary. And I've seen so many new brokers fall into that kind of trap where they believe that they're representing a business which is really great, and in fact, it's not so great. And it's only after they meet many buyers who just walk away and then finally meet someone who explains to them why they're walking away that they realize that they've just wasted a year of their time in trying to sell something that isn't going to sell or isn't going to sell for nearly the kind of money that that they've put it out there for sale. So a business brokerage office is one where there's a lot more consultation. It's a lot more guidance. Um, it's not simply doing what your customer wants. And on top of it all, it's realizing who the customer is. I recently did a training session for a business brokerage where they, they wanted me to meet with their business brokers and to go through some of the things that they were having issues with. And one of the things that I did is I drew a comparison between a business brokerage and a used car consignment lot. And follow me on this. So in a used car consignment lot, people bring their cars to be put up for sale, but the owner of the car still owns the car. And buyers come along and, they, and the, the car lot guy tries to sell them the cars, right? And this is exactly the same as a business brokerage because the business owners own the business. They put them for sale with the broker and buyers come along and the broker tries to sell the business. So who is the customer? Who is the buyer? It's, it's the guy who buys the business, right? And the person who owns the business, while he's an important part of the whole process, Ultimately, we have to make it so that the buyer will want to buy the business, right? And so if you have a business owner who has completely outrageous expectations for what his business is going to be sold for, it's exactly the same as a guy who's got a 20-year-old car who says it's going to sell for 30 grand when really it's worth $3,500, right? And so the consignment lot owner wouldn't want that car on his lot because it makes him look silly. And it's the same kind of analogy with, with business brokerage. You have to make sure that what you're offering for sale is going to be attractive to people who are going to buy. And that means the cash flow of the business has to make sense for the asking price. And, and if a business broker can't get that worked out, they're just not going to last in the industry. And, and the last big thing is the difference between real estate and business brokerage is that real estate offices are all about publicity and promotion and getting the word out that something is for sale right? And, and which makes sense, right? You want everyone to know that a house is for sale because you want to reach as many potential buyers as possible. In business brokerage, it's all about secrecy. We sell things without telling anybody and we use websites which don't reveal the names of businesses, etc. And, and this is one of the big places where realtors who get their hands on a business listing really mess up because before long, everybody knows that a certain business is for sale and then the public knowledge will actually start to erode the value of the business. The business will suffer because it becomes public that it is for sale. And there's other videos on this channel about confidentiality and selling a business. So, um, yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed that. I know that there are probably other things that I've missed 
So please, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just go into the comments below and add some of those things. I'll be more than happy to reply to some of them. And uh, if you are in the market to buy a business, make sure you head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can sign up for my nine and a half hour buying a business course where you can learn from me over nine and a half hours how to find finance, make deals, negotiate for, analyze, etc., a business. And if you are a business owner looking to sell, go over to howtosellmyownbusiness.com where you can learn how to get out of your business and how I can help you with it if you want to try and do it on your own. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.